everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Do you know what today is? Uh, the day I get to sit across from the most beautiful woman ever. That's every day. And that is true. Today is our 100th show, officially. Oh. Well, technically. Technically? It's show 100, but don't yes. forget we also did shows A through Z. and Those didn't count, though. Those were our test shows. That's right. That was to make sure that we could keep this up. Yes. So we are on show 100. Yay, Woo! us. Much like your cousin Roberta, who thought that our marriage wouldn't last. Many thought that uh, that this show would not last. <laughs> and here we are. Proving them wrong. 100 shows at uh, five days a week. So that's that's 20 weeks. That's five months. That's right. Yay. We're doing well. Yeah. So, happy anniversary. Thank you, dear. Do you know what else today is? What? Today is National Plan a Trip Day. Ooh, I love to plan a so trip. So, if you're looking to plan a trip, uh, you can always reach out to Tony Bonasso at MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com or leave a message on the show page and uh, we can hook you up. Yeah, because it's always fun to book a, to book a trip. That's right. Especially, especially with Tony. Especially if it's Disney or Universal. Yes. Or Disney Cruise Line or Alani. You know what else is fun? What's that? Planning a wedding. Yes. And Are you planning another wedding? Is there something I don't know? No. Why are there a bunch of cardboard boxes in the bedroom? <laughs> no. Um, but there are some couples who are planning Disney fairy tale weddings, and they are going to be featured on season two of um, Disney Plus's Disney Fairy Tale Weddings. Excellent. When is that going to debut? On Valentine's Day. Oh, how sweet. I know. Yes, that show is hosted by Stephen Twitch Boss, who you may know as Twitch from The Ellen Show. He is her DJ. And Allison Holker, who is from Dancing with the Stars. I guess she's one of the dance pros. Uh, season two of uh, Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings is going to be an eight episode season, which will feature 16 beautiful love stories. Very nice. That yeah, take... I watched a few from the first season. Mm -hmm. And viewers will uh, be seen such locations as Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Line, Aulani, a Disney resort and spa, and even some international weddings with uh, romantic trips by Adventures by Disney. Oh, that's cool. Fun to watch. Yes. Um, the Mighty Ducks is back um, on Disney Plus as a series, and it looks like uh, Emilio Estevez is reprising his role as Coach Gordon Bombay. That's right. He was in Mighty Ducks and Mighty Ducks 2, uh, also known as D2, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, in D3, The Mighty Ducks, he only had a cameo. Uh, so he is coming back for the show. And um, yeah, it's going to start filming in Vancouver. And we'll be finished filming in uh, by June, so they will probably start releasing the show maybe in the fall or late summer. Okay. Um, in Disneyland, there is a new Mandalorian coffee mug. Yes. It's quite the mug. Yes, it is. It looks large. It what is. do you think on the sizing? Um. Go. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty good size mug, although not like if if you see it in someone's hand. It looks slightly more reasonably sized. Well, first off, that's a female hand, so maybe that's a small female hand. It could be a small male hand with painted fingernails. It could be, but that looks like a female hand. It could hand. be a big male hand with painted fingernails. It could be. Um, so the mug looks to be a pretty good size. Um, maybe the size a little larger than your fist. It looks, what, it has a lid? It does have a lid. That's like to, the top to complete of his the mask. Look, it's the top. It's a helmet. I'm so, so sorry. Don't you know anything? No. No, I don't know about that. Anyway, that's available. It is um, the in helmet Disneyland for his currently. Mandalorian body armor. 
Okay. Um, and that mug right now can be found at Star Traders in Disneyland, and it is retailing for twenty nine ninety nine. I give it three days before it's in Disney World. Of course. Uh, there's another mug that also uh, has debuted, and this one's actually very cute. Um, although highly cumbersome, I cannot imagine actually drinking coffee out of it. And that is the Onward coffee mug. Mm-hmm. It is adorable. It's the little van that the um, Onward elves drive around trying to get the rest of their father back. And uh, it's cute. It's like a purpley blue little van with a unicorn painted on the side. It, it shows like the tires. Well, the... Um, car is actually named Guinevere, so oh, it has a name. that's the name of the uh, unicorn. Okay, or flying horse, uh, and it's actually on the license plate, and it it just you know it's held together with duct tape, and it they went through some great detail. It is very detailed. It's adorable, and you know, not much of a collector here, and I won't be getting one of these mugs. But if I were to buy a cumbersome mug, this would be the cumbersome mug for me. Jason, can you get me a cumbersome mug? <laughs> uh, this mug right now is available at the temporary mouse gear location in Epcot at the cost of nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's expensive for a mug. Although I've spent still more. cheaper, still cheaper than the Mandalorian. Huh? It's so much cuter too. I know. Well, I guess maybe because I'm more partial to little vans with unicorns on them than masked. What is he? Mandalorians. Masked. He's a Mandalorian. Is he like a warrior? He's a uh, he's a bounty hunter. Okay. And he wears um, his Mandalorian body armor. Speaking of Disney films, <laughs> well, we were just talking a about terrible Onward. transition. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Listen, I'm I'm a lover, not a transitioner. Okay. Um, last week they announced that uh, Bambi had was going to be possibly coming to a live action version. Um, Deadline is now reporting that Pinocchio is going to be a live action Disney film. There have been no casting announcement. Announcements, but director Robert Zemeckis has been signed on, and he's going to direct and co-write the film with Chris White. Um, Chris White uh, actually wrote the previous version of Pinocchio, which was announced a few years ago, um, and then that kind of dropped off the map. Um, Chris White also wrote the live-action Cinderella remake, so he's got a history, and Cinderella was pretty good. So I don't understand. So someone wrote a live-action Pinocchio a couple of years ago that was never produced and just dropped away? Correct. And now they're writing a whole new live-action? No, no, no. They're taking that draft, and they will be rewriting it. So they're probably taking elements from that movie and rewriting it based on the director's uh, own vision of the film. Oh, okay. So – Pinocchio was originally produced in 1940, and it was the studio's second full-length feature animated film after Disney trivia for my wife. After, wait, say it again. What was Disney's first full-length feature animated film? Snow White. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Um, Pinocchio cost $2.289 million to produce, which was twice as much as Snow White, but it only made $1 million by the end of 1940. There's a reason for that. Um, after multiple re-releases, the film now has made $85 million in box office dollars. I do not like that story. No? And I'm not going to like it as live action. But it's got donkeys. You can see yeah, some But they're donkeys. not cute donkeys. No, they're they're not. not nice donkeys. They're not just donkeys. They're yucky. Uh, there is no release date for the film, but Disney does have a series of live action release dates slated through December of 2023, so we will probably see it within the next three years. Yay. Can't wait for that. Wow. Um, there's some special pricing for military member families on the Memory Maker. 
what what's the pricing for that? That's right. Well, first, why don't you tell everybody what the Memory Maker is? Uh, the Memory Maker is photographs that you, I don't know, it's a pass. It and when you known- get your photographs... You can get them all like on a disc or download them or something download like that. Them, so right. that you it used to be known as used to be known as Disney's Photo Pass. Uh, now the Memory Maker is photos, videos, um, special. Uh, what do they call the shots? Um, magic shots. Magic shots around the park, and it is uh, consolidated into your My Disney Experience app. So if you purchase the Memory Maker, instead of having to pay fifteen dollars for each individual f- uh, photo. You pay a price, you get every picture that's taken during the course of your trip, and then you can edit them and download them electronically, okay, and, you, so and you own the rights to all of those pictures. What's the regular price for a Memory Maker? So if you get a Memory Maker and you are traveling to Walt Disney World and you pre-purchase the Memory Maker more than five days prior to your trip, it is $169. Okay. If you purchase it during your trip or after your trip- it Or is, sometime during that five-day period before your trip. Well- you, you can purchase it before you get there, but you don't get photos for three days. Which nobody would do. So if right. if you want it for your full time. So you would pay it's... $199, which okay. is the full retail value. If you're a service member, now through December 18th, uh, service members and their spouses can purchase memory makers for the cost of $98 at the Walt Disney World Resort theme park uh, ticket windows. That's pretty good. So it's based, that's, you know, compared to the $199 price. Right. It's at least a $70 savings, if not $100 savings, depending upon when you would normally purchase it. Right. All good for them. Um, And in Disneyland, we've talked a little bit about the new parade that they have coming called Magic Happens. And now there's some sort of a video about the floats. Yeah. One of the art directors uh, took a tour of the workshop. And uh, they posted a video on the Disney Park blog that shows some of the floats being worked on. So uh, it's pretty cool. You can see some of the nine floats that are in the in the new show. And um, we'll post that to the page. Sounds good. Okay. Um, Mario and Enzo's is going to host Carnival, which is uh, a celebration that's famous in Venice. And, you know, Mario and Enzo's is supposed to be an Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. So that's where that plays in. And where is Mario and Enzo's? It's in Disney Springs. All right. Go ahead. Tell Thank us you. about the. <laughs> uh, so the festival, uh, the carnival, which is known as Mardi Gras elsewhere in the world, includes costumes, culinary delicacies, delicacies, and riotous celebrations. Uh, Mario Nenzo's will feature live entertainment every evening from five to ten p.m. plus a special carnival menu. Uh, so there's an antipast course, uh, an insalata and zuppa, which is a salad and soup, a pasta course, a secondi course, and the Contarini course, which is the uh, uh, vegetables. Um, the carnival will be celebrated from February 1st through the 29th, and reservations are now available. All right. Um, extra magic hours have been extended across the parks through early March. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, they keep modifying the dates, and they just did a big block for February. But as of right now, um, March 1st, 2nd, and the 4th through the 6th, the park closing hours have been modified to 8.30 Which p.m. Which park? What park are you talking Hollywood about? Hollywood Studios. Oh, you never said that. I uh, just... I, I thought, thought you was, said it. No, I said across the parks because I thought it was for uh, all different parks. No, this is once again Hollywood Studios because okay. of uh, Rise of the Resistance. So March 1st, 2nd, 4th through the 6th, the park closing will be at 8.30 versus the original 8 p.m., and on March 1st, the extra magic hours in the evening have been extended to 10.30 p.m., which they were previously 10 p.m. 
Woo, extra half hour. So like we've said, if you're going to Disney, pay attention because Hollywood Studios is more than likely going to have a time change while you're there. Right. Um, In Epcot, the Ratatouille Fountain is being installed um, in the France Pavilion. So how's that look? Where is that going exactly? That is going around the corner in France. Um, You can actually see it when you're going over the Skyliner. They've built a little courtyard. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's where this new Remy fountain I'm is I'm sure going. that's how those pictures were the pictures were taken. Um, when we took the Skyliner last week um, over that space, I was taking some photos. Unfortunately, I was in a Skyliner car that had the wrap around it. So, like, when you look at the Skyliners, you can see the characters on the outside. Not every Skyliner car has that. The ones that do look extra cute, but you cannot see out of them nearly as well as you can on the ones without the wraps. So, um I was very much trying to get one without the wrap, but it didn't work out. Right. Uh, the, the fountain itself is supposed to be a replica of the one that is in Paris, uh, which has a whole bunch of rat carvings and then a whole bunch of rats uh, tilting champagne bottles that have water shooting out of them to uh, simulate champagne. So it's a pretty cool fountain. Um, but, you know, you did mention the Skyliner. One of the things I don't like about the Skyliner right now well, I guess it's going to be forever. Yeah. Um, is that you can see some of the backstage areas, uh, especially when you're coming over Epcot. Uh, you can see the construction that they're doing now for for the Ratatouille ride. Um, but you also see some of the service roads. Uh, you see some of the storage areas. Uh, personally, I would like to see them install some type of camouflage netting uh, over that area. Uh, so that it looks more like, you know, trees or green space. I know you had said that before we actually wrote it, but you maintain that even after having written it, that you feel like it was distracting? I find it distracting. I, I find it because you don't, you never know what you're going to see back there. Well, you know, I mean. It's, it's an off, it's a, it's a backstage area. Yeah, but you're not going to see naked people dancing around. You're, I mean, you're not, you're pretty far up. You're not going to see individual people doing individual things. You're not, you know, you can see construction, you can see that kind of thing, but. I loved everything about the Skyliner, and I didn't think that there was that it took away from from things. I mean, the construction, if anything, it's sort of fun to get to see what's getting worked on. That is cool, and I like seeing the construction. I just don't like seeing the backstage areas in general. I'm kind of a purist. I'm kind of a nerd. You know me. I will not peek behind the wall that says, you know, like cast members only be on this point. Right. So then when we were in the Skyliner, you weren't peeking out to see all that was going on in the backstage areas? I was trying to look at the construction. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I looked, but I don't like it. Overall, did you like the Skyliner? Overall, I enjoyed the experience. Um, I think that there is a lot of, you know, I, I thought a lot of it was going to be going over trees and woods, but a large portion of it went over roadways. A portion. A portion. Yeah. Um, but the ride was very smooth. Uh, there were some pretty heavy winds when we were there. Uh, it was pretty... It was a chilly, a chilly day. Actually, no, that wasn't. That was the day we left. So it was a warm day. But it was a warm day. The breeze was nice inside the car. It wasn't stifling. Uh, it was sunny out. The car wasn't overheated. The yeah, benches and that breeze, were pretty comfortable. That breeze is is pretty strong. Yeah. As long as you're moving. Right. I think there's probably going to be some issues in the summertime if there's any downtime. We stopped. Um, I wrote it various times. So Isabel and I came in on... Um, Wednesday night. So we had all day Thursday really before Tony showed up. Um, and we did a bit of riding on the Skyliner, um, back and forth. We, um, we went over to Hollywood studios and then sort of rode the loop. We never did do the portion that went over to pop century, uh, but we did the rest of it. And 
in all the times that we wrote it, I think we had maybe two, possibly three times that the Skyliner stopped and it was never for more than a minute. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, it generally keeps on moving. Yeah. I was surprised how short the actual ride from Hollywood Studios to Caribbean Beach is. Um, it just seemed like you, you know, it's kind of like flying to DC. You, you barely level off and you're already headed back down. Um, you know, there was a little bit of sway. There were some pretty heavy winds when I was on it once and the, the car swayed a little bit, but you know, it's a gondola. It's suspended on a rope. Um, yeah, I think the longest ride. So we did, um, so we started out at, uh, Hollywood studios, we rode it to Caribbean Beach and everybody who comes into Caribbean Beach, you have to get off of the Skyliner. So whether you're coming in from um, Pop Century or whether you're coming in from Hollywood Studios or whether you're coming in from the Riviera Resort, um, you have to get off and and either. Yeah. And choose one of transfer. the other two. choose one of the other two right. lines um, to transfer over. Uh, but the long so the longest ride is actually from Epcot to Caribbean Beach would be because you actually go through not only a turn station, but also through the Riviera Resort. And when you come through the Riviera Resort, you can just stay on. You don't have to um, you don't have to get off. Right. You only you can only get on or off at the Riviera Resort only to like continue on. You, it's so the only reason you would get off of a gondola at the Riviera Resort is to go to the Riviera or Resort or right. for a dining reservation or right. something. Right. Um, like Cheryl mentioned, there, there are three lines on the uh, Skyliner. Uh, there's one line that goes from Hollywood Studios to the Caribbean Beach. There's one that goes from the shared Art of Animation and Pop Century Resort stop to the Caribbean Beach Resort. And then there is the Epcot line, which goes from Epcot through Riviera Resort and terminates at Caribbean Beach. So Caribbean Beach Resort is that focal point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all all gondolas come through there. Um, Riviera Resort, you know, is just a little short hop, skip, and a jump from Korean Beach. Once again, it's not a very long ride at all. No, it isn't. And the amazing thing is when you go to get on, we got off a little bit at the Riviera Resort just to check it out because we haven't seen it yet. Um, It is a beautiful resort. But getting back on, when you go, there's a walkway um, like around to the side of it. And, And as you're walking to get into the gondola station, you're right at Caribbean Beach. So if you're staying in the Aruba section of Caribbean Beach, you are closer to the Riviera Resort uh, stop than the people in the Riviera Resort. Like the rooms are right there. Right. It's kind of nice. So um, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's plenty of people requesting the Aruba section. Right. Except for the fact that you yeah, you can get on there at the Riviera Resort. But then if you're going to any of the parks, you've got to get off at the Caribbean Beach Resort stop anyway. So depending upon how the crowds are, you might just be better off walking to the central but there Station. aren't crowds. I mean, that was the thing. We were there at a very busy time, and there weren't crowds for the the Skyliner. I think the most we waited was maybe at Epcot. I think maybe we waited like three minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, really short waits to get right. on and off of these things. And that was giving people each their own individual cars. Only one right. time did I share with anyone. They, they, they put me, I was a solo rider. They put me on with another lady. Okay. There was nobody in line behind us. Oh. I walked on. They're like, hey, you're, you're in with her. Huh. I mean, it was Isabel and I, and they didn't do that to us. There was actually one time when we were getting on, and there was a single gentleman in front of us. And I was like, oh, they're going to put the three of us together. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. And there were even a couple of people behind us, but they gave everybody their own cars. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a, it's a good ride. It's a smooth ride. The stop can be a little unsettling at first because you come in awful fast. It takes a little getting used all to. All of a sudden, it, you know, they hit the brakes, and the car swings forward a little bit. Um, but 
you know, after that first time and, and you kind of expect it, you're good to go. I don't know. I We walked over to um, – well, we took a bus from – we were at All Star – movies. Mm-hmm. So we took the bus to Hollywood Studios and, you know, got off. And as I'm walking, you know, then you can see the Skyliners. It was the first time I saw them. I actually teared up. They're so amazing because especially from that spot, they're, the the run is really long. So you can see them like coming and going in the distance. Right. You know, having not seen it and having just like heard talk of it, I didn't realize how big they were, how fast they moved, how big the stations were. It's just such a huge big deal. I didn't realize how, how big the new transportation center at Hollywood Studios is. Yeah. Between the bus stops and the uh, Skyliner station, mm-hmm. you're a good haul from the park now. It's a, it's mm. a, you know, it's go, a couple I didn't go walk. in the park, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had to walk from the buses to the- Which isn't a far walk at all. Well, the Skyliner wasn't that far from the entrance. I yeah. did like walk over because I was hoping there was like a coffee kiosk mm-hmm. near the entrance. So I got as far as like almost to security- I don't know. I didn't think it was that far. Okay. But this is someone who, you know, wasn't doing an entire right. day in the parks with tired feet. So. Right. And I think the nice thing is that Epcot uh, Sky, Skyliner Station actually services the Yacht Club, the Beach Club, the Boardwalk Inn, the Boardwalk Villas, the Beach Club Villas, the Swan, and the Dolphins. So yeah, a no, ton it, of resorts it does. It hits can, a lot. go to back The there. only problem I have with it is that if you're staying in one of those resorts, so our second day we stayed at the Yacht Club. We did not have tickets to um, Epcot that day. We didn't have hoppers, whatever. If we wanted to go to the Magic Kingdom, it would be, you're at a monorail resort with, you know, the Skyliner and stuff. I mean, it's, I guess this is the problem that you always had. You know, you can't go over. You can't get to we, – we, from the Magic Kingdom, we couldn't take the monorail back and then take the Skyliner. Right. You know, it doesn't. Because you have to go through the park to get to the, yeah, the monorail having, stations at the front of Epcot. Right. The Skyliner station is at the back of Epcot. Right. And if you do not have a ticket, you do not get to go through. Right. The fact that they don't, like, if, if they were both in the same area, it would open up so many more travel options. But Well, maybe one day they'll create, like, a little backstage walkway, and then I can complain about seeing the backstage areas maybe. through the walkway. Maybe. All right. Well, we're uh, still boring people with our travel uh, stuff, and we still haven't even gone over the cruise that we took yet. Yeah. Um, but that we'll save that for another show. We've got two more news stories, and we're at 22 minutes right now. Okay. Um, so this one's pretty exciting. I like this. Red Hot Beignets at the Scat Cat Club. The Scat Cat Club is at Port Orleans French Quarter, um, and they now have beignets that have like a cinnamon um, topping on them. And you also... It's not just a cinnamon topping. It is a topping made from Red Hots, as well as having crushed Red Hots on top of it. Okay, which makes it cinnamon flavored. Okay. And then you also have the option of getting it with uh, two little shots. Um, they're like, like syringe tubes. I don't, you don't, they're not really syringes. I don't they know are. You, you call squeeze them. them. Yeah. Um, of Fireball. So that adds quite a bit of cost to them, but I'm sure that's... Yummy, if you like Fireball. That's right. The non-alcoholic beignet is available for $2.99 each. If you purchase the alcoholic version, it comes with two beignets and two syringes of Fireball for $9.99. The syringes can either be inserted into the beignets and you can soak or fill the beignet with the the Fireball. Or you can take the syringe out and squirt the uh, Fireball on top of the beignet. Or if you want to be adventuresome. 
you can take the syringe out and you can squirt it directly into your mouth. That's definitely what I'd be doing. I don't want a soggy beignet. No, who who wants a soggy beignet? Not nope. this guy. Nope. And lastly, in Hong Kong Disneyland, they have extended their annual passes for people who um, are holding annual passes that are valid right now. Uh, due to the coronavirus, they are closed for a little bit. So um, they're going to extend out the life of the annual passes, uh, seems like, for as long, for as many days as they end up being closed. That's right. They've announced it, but details will be forthcoming on their official website. And that, my friends, is all the news for today. So until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.